The sun came up today and DK Mags opened at 10 a.m. If you happen to have a firearm, I don't know, maybe you inherited it from a, uh, an estate, a family, a relative, whatever, and it doesn't matter what it is, old shotgun, rifle, handgun, DK Mags will buy or even better yet, trade that firearm in for you. And that goes for Monticello Pawn and Gun. Same deal there. Uh, DK Mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun, the best full-service gun shop in the metro and my only choice for all things firearms-related. Good selection, fair pricing, and the most experience-friendly staff you'll ever deal with. And remember, special orders, eh, no big deal. Go to DKMags.com. St. Thomas men's basketball continues their way through Summit League action in year two of Division I athletics. Come out and see the Tommies as they do battle with conference rival South Dakota State. The Coyotes, don't you dare say Coyotes, especially if you've spent any time in South Dakota. Tickets start at just $15 and can be purchased at TommySports.com or at the box office the day of the game. That's TommySports.com. Roll Toms. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your hosts, Don McLean from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. McLean has her own show. That's along right. With uh, Bradley, how's that going? It's on no- uh, noon every day on my noon talk. to three. Goes noon by really three. quick because I'm yeah. having a great time. Yep, Go- going good so far. It is, and of course, I don't have to wake up at four a.m., which is the best thing <laughs> in my life in 22 years. It's <laughs> probably why you're extra snarky these days. Which oh I my gosh, <laughs> I am. I don't. I don't care. I miss you uh, in the mornings, but I'm glad oh, you've got true. your own your own uh, show. What drives me crazy about you working there is all of your free time is spent instead of watching the movies and shows that I want you to watch, so I can talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, you watch crap like um, I don't know, Golden Globes and the Oscars. Oh yeah, I have to watch those. All yeah, that garbage. Uh, and I've got so many movies I need you to watch, and so many shows, and I don't even bring them up with you because I know. You go home every night and you have to watch all this junk for the show. Actually, no. We don't what? really recap shows on this show that I oh. do. Yeah, we don't. I don't have a list of shows anymore that I need to watch to keep up. It's oh, really awesome. nice. So please oh, you've got send it my that. way. I love it. Oh, I yeah. will. I just watched a really good movie um, yesterday morning. Uh, as I was doing this show, um, uh, and I'll, I'll send you actually an email about it. I okay. think you'll I think you'll really enjoy it. It was a, a black comedy, a dark comedy. It was very dark, but very very funny. That's my favorite. Um, so John and I are plagued by dreams, and I had a dream this morning that I it was so weird that I actually had to write it down. Perfect, good. And uh, you were in it. Okay. You and Donna Valentine. (laughs) Oh, no. And it's set in my hometown that I now reside near. And uh, you were, Dawn, you were living in the house that my high school girlfriend grew up in. And Donna was living two to three houses away in a house where a doctor lived. And I was living (laughs) in the home I lived in during high school down in the woods on the edge of town. Mm. Now, both of you had sought my assistance in getting cake pans <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for an upcoming bake sale or event. 
but we had to go to Kansas City to get them. Oh my gosh, that's a there's a shortage of cake pans in Minneapolis, I guess. <laughs> I, I I I couldn't figure that out, but so I was ready to go, but it was like herding cats with you two. You weren't ready. You were killing time. Oh uh, my you, God. you would you would be there, and I'd be talking to you. But Donna was nowhere to be found. Then you'd go in, and Donna would show up, and it was, uh, and it was really making me nervous and upset because I knew we had to get to KC and back before tomorrow, because tomorrow was the event, right? Oh, and bake a cake. Yeah, and, and so I finally decided, you know what? I'm just going to drive to Alexandria. I'm going to buy the same cake pans. My my roommate bought herself one mm-hmm. and my mom one for Christmas. And I'm just going to buy those. And my last memory of the dream was I was taking, I used to have this top secret back route through the woods. Okay. To, to get down to my house from Joni's house. Um, and, and it had grown over with brush and weeds and stuff. And I was breaking my way through the brush and weeds. And that's when I woke up. Oh, wow. This is so, like, yeah, I love it. What the hell does any of this mean? Okay. Well, um, whenever you were dating Joni. No, I wasn't dating Joni. She was just a good, good friend. Okay. Uh, um, Yeah, she's a whole. girlfriend, not like lover girlfriend. No, no, the girlfriend I had lived three houses away from Joni. Okay. It's all very complicated. Okay, so you have to think about um, three things that you think about Joni. First, like, how would you describe her? You don't have to say. No, no. They can be the, negative or positive. The if she was like Hori or. The girlfriend's name was Tammy. Okay. Joni was never a romantic uh, interest, just a really good friend. Okay. And, but and you were her living house. in Tammy's. You were living in Tammy's house. Oh, Tammy's house. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and Tammy was your girlfriend. Yeah. So you have to think yep. of three things that you think, thought about Tammy or think about Tammy. Um, mm. And then that is the frame of mind that you are in in order to prepare for this certain thing because you're dreaming about that house. And a house is is your mind or a frame of mind. So it's a way of thinking Mm. that you did in the past that you're trying to apply now to your life. Okay. Um, And then you have to think about three things that how you would describe me. And those are the qualities that you're trying to bring out, except you're using this old frame of mind to do it. And the thing you're trying to do is prepare for giving somebody some not. What were you? Were you going to eat the cakes or give the cakes away? You two were baking the cakes for an event. I'm okay. assuming it was a bake sale or something. <clears throat> okay. Something within the community. Okay, so. The inner parts of you that represent those qualities that you think of me. So whatever those are, you are trying to figure out a way to prepare giving knowledge to somebody in your life. It might be something that isn't easy or difficult to say to them, and you're kind of not, you're not there yet. Maybe it's something you need to tell your son, you know, or something like, hey, don't be a jackass or whatever. Our minds are very dramatic, so we create up these huge stories. It could be something simple. You know, like, hey, telling the mailman, don't put my mail, you know, there. <laughs> I mean, it's just, right. it's things that we don't process. Yeah. So um, so the cake is knowledge because food is knowledge. And you're trying to get something to prepare and make that knowledge oh. something that so someone can eat and consume, that they can this, receive it. So this could have actually been about the show today, this show. Because yesterday, I was semi-panicked yesterday, um, 
because I had no idea what we were going to do today. Um, that, this is perfect because you said it was for an event, which would be feeding random people that you don't know, which right. would be the listeners. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm. And then you needed to bring out the qualities that Donna and I have, whatever those are, to make this happen. Like you were trying to get yourself into that. So that was, you were trying to bring those parts of yourself about. So basically, I had a dream about show prep. Yes. Sounds <laughs> like it. Which we all know he loves. Which is so like. Yeah, oh, but yeah. you know what? That's what you do. You care about the show, and you care about doing a good show. Well, so that message I sent you, Kenny, probably didn't help. Where I said, "What are we going to do on the show tomorrow?" That, John, that drove me crazy all afternoon. <laughs> well, it, see, it, there you it go. really did. Yeah, and the reason I didn't respond to you is because I have you no idea. Know. Yeah, yeah, I figured you didn't know, or, or you, I knew you were under the weather a bit. Maybe you didn't feel good. And I didn't know this morning up until about mm, eight o'clock or so when I finally decided, oh, yeah, we talk, we promised we were going to talk about UFOs. So we are going to do that. But I'm going to warn you, um, if we if we're not entertaining with the UFO story stuff, I'm going to bring up this story about Nip, the uh, firefighting (laughs) dog, please don't let us, which has a very weird, twisted, sick, and somewhat depressing ending. It really does. So okay, well that makes sense. Everybody is now googling Nip the dog. By the way, yeah, yeah, just skip right to the very end if you want to know what the deal is. The last line. You're not gonna. You're not gonna believe the very. The very end is actually a footnote, and you're not gonna believe. You're like, wait a minute, that's. Yeah, that that's more than a right. footnote. No, just, it kind <laughs> yeah. of overshadows everything, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, they should. <laughs> really they should. Does. I wondered why Nip was always in quotes during the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not great. Yeah, and don't don't make the mistake. This isn't a sex thing. We're not talking about nipples here. No, 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 no. <laughs> we would just no. say nipples. We, yeah, if it was nips, we would have done this story a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so well, that makes sense because you two, I respect both of you two. You're broadcasters, and I like how you get ready for and conduct oh, okay. your show. All right. So that wow, I but didn't think you were going to be able to. Yeah, you felt like you had to go so far to be able to get there. And that's was your panic and worry. Like you'd have to go to Kansas City to get these cake pans to try. To, I mean, you were making too much out of something, and then you figured it out. You figured out, oh, I just have to go to Alexandria. Yeah. But then to get back to that peace of mind. Yeah. After it, you kind of still worried about it because you had to go through all that brush. Yeah. And weeds to get back to the path. Yeah. To the place that is your home, which is. An old way of thinking, but it's probably good and innocent part of yourself. That I had three different points of egress to that place that didn't involve the driveway. So I could sneak out of that place on a dirt bike or snowmobile and be into town or out of town or wherever I wanted to be without actually being in the driveway. That's fantastic. That means you don't have to take the regular path, and we all know that you don't want to take the regular path in anything. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> right? No, right? Having a shortcut anywhere to Kenny yes. is like a yes. dream, right? Yes. And it was in your dream. That's your shortcut. Yes. You yeah. want a shortcut. Yeah. So yeah. you got, did a shortcut back. You're like, I don't need to go through that long right, winding road anymore. I did it. And now I just want to be back in my place of peace in my mind. Oh, wow. Back home. Well, I feel better, John. What about you? I know you well, had one. 
I did. And the fascinating thing about this uh, that you said during Kenny's thing there is I have a lot of dreams that happen in the house I grew up in. Uh-huh. And and that <clears throat> this dream was also overnight last night. Uh, actually, it was when I woke up this morning. It was one of those where I woke up and went, oh, I just dreamed this. It was our old house and we were going to do a broadcast from the house mm. that I grew up in. So the uh, people on GL, uh, Kenny, me, Rook, Chris Reavers and Joe Sushere, mm-hmm. we were all wandering around my house and, you know, Gab and pregame and whatever, just saying, what are we going to do? How mm-hmm. are we going to do this broadcast? And then I went upstairs where all my rooms always were in that house. And I couldn't find a station shirt when I had in my okay. brain, in my closet, I had a hundred of them, Okay, but suddenly they were all gone. So okay. I was walking around asking everybody on the show, what did you guys do with my shirts? Uh-huh. Okay, so that, so then I was late for the broadcast because the broadcast was supposed <laughs> okay. to be at X amount of time. And I was 20 minutes late. <laughs> oh, I, walked out, I walked outside to, and we have a, we had a bank where I grew up. There was a bank okay. and went down this way mm-hmm. and I looked and. Uh, oh, like an only, embankment, you mean? An embankment, okay. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it was yeah. it was right. cement. It was cement, and then you had to walk down steps. And sure. And I walked. I walked out, and I looked around, and the only person standing there was Joe Sushere, and there was no listeners or anything. No, no fans. No nothing. Mm-hmm. No people. And then Joe left, and somebody else from the show would walk up. Then that person would leave, and somebody else from the show would, walk, and we'd all say to each other stuff like, "Huh." There's nobody here. That's, uh, I guess we'll just stand here and wait and see what happens. <laughs> and the only other weird thing about it was we had two neighbors, one on the south who was a couple years younger than me, really nice guy, still lives there. I see him when I go back to Bismarck all the time. And we had an old German fella to the north of me. Uh-huh. And the old German fella, for some reason, came out of the other guy's house and asked me what the hell was going on. Why Weird. Why are you guys all roaming in and out of here like this? And I had Weird. to explain to him. And he looked at me like I was nuts. Like, you know, what are you talking about? You're going to do a radio show here? Yeah. Okay. And, and that was when the alarm went off. And, okay. And I, woke, I woke up. Okay. That's it. That's it. All right. So your old house, like I said, it's an old way of thinking. Uh, depending on how you felt about growing up in that house is, yeah. is you know, you got to think about that yourself. If it was filled with strife and just like it wasn't a great time for you, then that's one thing. But if it was really just a traditional, I'm growing up here, I don't have all this junk that I grew up, you know, now that I'm a grown man, you've got all this baggage and stuff, because we all do. So you're going back to a place, a time in your life where things were sort of um, more of a hopeful blank slate. And if you're dreaming about work in any capacity, you're dreaming about your own productivity. So Mm. I love the idea that you brought, you had all, all the people on the show who every single one of them, you have to think of two or three things that represent them. And all of those things about yourself were freaking you out about appearing to be productive. So you wanted to appear oh. to be productive today or the day after, whatever yeah. you're dreaming about. Or actually, you're dreaming about 24 hours to 48 hours before. So did you dream about this last night? Yeah, it was this morning when I woke up. Perfect. Okay, so yesterday and the day before, you felt like you had to put on a costume to pretend to be productive. And you were sort of like, here I like, maybe you didn't feel prepared for work. Okay. And you were like, I'm going to have to pretend that I know what I'm talking about. Maybe you felt a little late getting to your stories. And you're like, I'm going to have to BS my way through this. But you have a really good way of, after it's over, 
in processing it um, or or during the process, you, you can take every individual person, like all the parts of the show, like whatever mm-hmm. Joe is to you, you can take that part of yourself Bastard. and compartmentalize that yes. part and you can kind of talk to yourself about it. Huh, okay? okay. Because they came up individually. Yep. Now you've separated them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you've noticed that there is no audience. So it's like. All the fear you had leading up to this broadcast you were going to do is not really a big deal, okay? Oh. So it isn't important that you think about so much, you know, there isn't this big group of people that are going to judge you. You've realized that. Then you've got this guy who lives next to you. You have to think about who what he represents. I mean, you've got a lot of people in this dream, and they're all parts of you. Okay, the German guy is a foreign part of yourself that you're trying to tap into. So it's like, I need that guy to help me do this thing I needed to do. Okay, and that's not something Mm -hmm. you're familiar with. So you're going to have to bring that part of that guy in. And you don't really know who that person is within yourself yet in order to make this all work. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you kind of know the steps probably of, you know, getting prepared for the show and all that stuff. But you're beating yourself up for not really being prepared. That's the Uh panic about trying to find the shirt, (laughs) the shirt that's really a costume that says, I'm productive. (laughs) Wow. That's uh, all very interesting. And I'll tell you, and uh, not to let people in too much or even Kenny, but we had a conversation yesterday off air where we kind of disagreed about some things. And I think perhaps that delved into that dream. Yeah, you didn't. Very interesting. Because I thought about that conversation pretty much all day. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Exactly. So it's all about that. I wasn't mean, though, was I? No, 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 not at all. I didn't think anybody was mean. I just felt, I felt kind of bad because I felt like at first we, you know, we kind of were arguing, but we weren't really arguing. We were no. So you guys were thinking about each other all day. Isn't that sweet? Oh, that's so funny, John. (laughs) I thought about that conversation too throughout the day yeah isn't that weird yeah it's very weird um so did that the dream make that makes perfect sense everything yeah your soul is reflecting because dreams are just like it's feedback from the day so your soul is taking all this information in and we don't have time to process it on a soul level so your soul is saying this is the report i'm giving you do something with it So when you were talking to the individual members on GL, were we being nice and polite? Yeah. Or was it it arguing? And No, it was a normal conversation like we have sometimes at appearances where we just either either sit and look at people or or there's nobody there. And the conversation in this dream basically was, huh, boy, this is kind of weird. We're not going to do much of a show, obviously. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just normal. Okay, normal so you were talking about BS. like not being productive yeah, <laughs> to yourself. Because <BS>. <laughs> they're all parts of you. Remember that. It isn't Joe. It is not the German yeah. neighbor. It is not Kenny. It's, it's, it's you. Yeah. Your soul doesn't yeah. really care about other people so much. We generally. <laughs> sad. It's true. It wants to give you feedback. That's all it can handle. Before that, the show starts, we're generally polite and nice to each other until joe comes in oh. and joe always uh, let's I, go here yeah he's uh, always and he, worse. He, yeah he he doesn't care about what we've been talking about or anything and he's all let's he's go business yeah i don't care what you're you know fratelloni's hardware and garden and that's when we always start yeah. arguing 
and, and yelling at each other and being mean to each other. Yeah. All right. Well, so we that, have yeah. a normal conversation. But then as, as soon as the show starts, it's normal. And yep. we're normal on the air. And then all of the breaks we take during the show, we're pretty much normal. We don't do a lot of arguing during the show um, when we're in break. Sounds yeah. like um, a dysfunctional family to me. An and abusive if you, relationship. If you oh, do, definitely, without like, a doubt. Let's let somebody yell at us and not talk about no, it. No, but the thing is, we yell back at him. Yeah, Dawn. okay, you yell yeah, back. No, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, no. so, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. It's I just the way that men communicate. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think as messed up as our relationship is uh, with Joe, I think it's the, the most healthy relationship I have. Right, because you with, talk with about With another things. human being, because... There's no holding back. If right. he says something mean to us, we say it right back. You know. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And if you do want to see and hear all of these off-air, <laughs> before-show, and in-break conversations, you'll want to go oh. to garagelogic.com and sign up for the town council. The town Ross, council. Now, Ross, do you have any dreams that aren't wet? Ew. Oh, wow. Yikes. Can I go back to my childhood home where I'm innocent? Oh. oh, oh, Kenny, that was awesome. Well, just to point oh. out, just to transition here from that awful comment, um, you each have a part of yourself that's your inner Joe Souchere. <laughs> and you, you like you hmm. need that part. It's necessary to get going. Okay, yeah. to actually start something in your life. Yeah. Do you ever hem haw around and like you're like, oh, I should I buy that tractor? Oh, should I the, should John, I do this? Should I organize this? Should I do that? That's ninety nine percent of my life. Okay, that. so yep. when Joe comes yep. into your dreams, that's the part of you that goes, come on, dude, let's get going. Okay. Yeah, it's that's very what I'm definitive. Guessing. Yeah, yeah it's, let's it, go it here. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I mean, and then whatever else you think about him, which is your private. He's all Thoughts. right. You yeah. know, I, I yeah, say a lot of mean yeah. stuff about him, but he's oh, all right. sure. I mean, Not there's a reason guy. he's been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll attack this from a different angle, Don. <laughs> is there a reason why people either have reoccurring dreams mm-hmm. or is there a reason why I sometimes only half remember dreams? Mm-hmm. And then third point, sorry, now it's all about me. Every now and then in my dreams, and I think you kind of touched on it, people are misnamed. Like the other people in the dream are calling people like their name, and then Bob is Tom, and Tom is Bob. Why? Why does mm-hmm. that happen? Okay, so I'll start with the first. The re- right people are in the dreams, just with the wrong names. Okay, so the reoccurring dreams are just um, different times in your life where you are you are encountering the same situation, but it might not be exactly the same. But on a soul level. You're you're encountering a lesson that you are supposed to learn in life and you haven't done it yet. That's why your soul goes, hey, remember this thing? Here we are again. Hey, remember this thing? You need to process this. Mm. And then um, as far as the half dreams go, I think that that just takes practice. You're just not remembering. And if you want to remember fully, you just have to start writing down. I will remember my dreams on a notepad next to your bed. Put the date and your name. Okay. Everybody's been recommending that for a long time. And keep doing it. And it's it's people who have never, ever remembered their dreams. But some people want to. But but I don't want to turn on the light and start writing when it's two in the morning and sleep is elusive. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'll be up for the rest of the night. Wide awake. That's true. Well, you know. I've also heard the other way that you should write down what you remember about that dream in the middle of the night. Yes, you should. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah. you should if you want to, you know 
process things and think about your life and take action and change <laughs> when you, you know, don't go through the same pain over and over again. The misnaming of people, you just aren't familiar with yourself yet because those people are parts of you. Okay. So if you're looking at somebody and like that's you and it's Bob, you know, it's Bob, but you're calling him Tom. That means that you're kind of not too familiar with the Bob inside of you. Okay. So whatever that person is and represents you're, you're like, I don't really know you that well. I would like to use you as a tool in my life, but I'm not even calling you the right name. Huh? Okay. So like if it's, yeah, just think about people in your life where you're like, this person is, um, I see this person as dependable, responsible, and, um, but also kind of a pain in the ass. Then those parts of yourself, you are trying to deal with that part of yourself, but you don't really know how to tap into it. Do you ever have dreams that freak you out, Dawn, that Uh, you have to figure out? Or do you wake up and go... And just automatically understand what just happened. So if I am if I am having like some type of a night terror, which is the worst thing to do, that means you feel like you're a victim of life. I don't like those because I, you know, all of this, you have to know if you start really knowing that you, I know this sounds very woo woo, but you, everybody has, everybody has an opportunity to grow and change in their waking life. But if you always feel like you're a victim of life and it's beyond your control, you're going to have bad dreams about people pursuing you and trying to kill you. That means you're resistant of change. Okay. I have those all the time. Okay. So, right. So if you just start to really know in your life, like I don't have to put up with this, I can change it just by speaking to someone or making my thoughts known or Uh, Like, don't be in a job you hate for 20 years. Like, change it. You can change it. Um, Even if it's doing something like working at the library, which you thought you'd never do, at least you're not miserable in this thing, you know? Like, we all have the power to, in little ways, change. Even if it's like, every time I sit on the light rail, this weirdo sits next to me. Get in another car. Take the one before. You know what I mean? Like, these are all choices that we make. And so, whenever I dream about things where I don't feel in control... And I'm being pursued by yucky things. That makes me go, oh, come on. You know you can change things. So when I can go into my dreams and I can actually, I used to say, like, I'm dreaming in my dream. I would be lucid and say, like, oh, I know I'm dreaming right now. And I interpret my dream inside the dream. I'd go, I'm dreaming about this because I'm thinking about... how I'm slow to change and I'm this and you represent this. And then I go, I don't want to hold this gun. I want to turn this into a banana. And then it would, you know, that's the kind of cool stuff that I used to do when I was studying dreams. I got really good at, and I was happier than I'd ever been in my life. Hmm. You know, I bet you haven't had any night terror dreams in the last couple months. Have you? Um, (laughs) It's been Um, okay. (laughs) I, uh, Boy, I'm really debating on whether or not I should bring this up. I've had a number of dreams, and you've explained them to me, where I'm talking to dead friends. Oh, yeah. And you've explained that. I had one about a month ago now where I was actually yelling in my sleep, and I was so frightened and scared. And I was yelling at myself to wake up. Mm. And I finally did. And it involved um, a a person that I actually had found deceased. 
about a year or so ago. Yeah. And uh, I was in my shop and he appeared. And for the first time ever, um, when deceased people have appeared to me, it, it really, really, really frightened me. And he was smiling and he came at me. And that's when I really freaked out and I fell down backwards and I was yelling, get away, get away. And you've got to be dreaming. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And then finally I did wake up. Mm. And the roommate said, you know, later that day, what what the hell was that all about? You were yelling in your sleep. I didn't dare wake you up. Why did I have, and I think you know the circumstances of this. Mm, Yeah, I do. I do. Why did I have that particular dream? Well, okay. You can believe this or not, but did he talk at all? No, he smiled. Okay. And it it, it wasn't a friendly smile. It was a mean. A menacing um, smile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came at me. Okay. Well, normally I would say if people are kind and are smiling and they're, you know, they could be actually visiting you in your dream. And I if just they reacted, don't talk yeah. and you can mind to mind communication with them, usually it's a visitation dream where they're actually coming to visit you in your yeah. dream. Yeah. Um, but if they talk and stuff or... It seems like you are, yeah, so whatever qualities you see, you saw in him, um, first of all, he's passed, so death is change in a dream. So there's something about a big change in your life that you're really afraid of Yeah. and that you do not want to face at all. Does the fact that I I think about him almost on a daily basis Mm -hmm. um, affect that? Or have anything to do with that? Because this is the first dream I've had about him. Yeah. It's the first dream, but you think about him daily. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow, that's that's because weird. All my other dreams about dead friends are very pleasant. Yeah. And it's really cool seeing them. And mm-hmm. they usually don't talk. I okay, ask them that's... questions and they smile and they're friendly and it puts me at ease. And when right. I wake up, I go, oh, that was cool. Yeah, because they're probably actually visiting you. You oh. might have the ability, if you're thinking about him a lot, he could still be hanging around and you are sensing him. You know, if you keep thinking of him and now he said, oh, you, you want to think about me every day? Well, here I am, you know, mm. but I wouldn't take that sinister coming towards you as something that's ominous. It could just be a combination of you not wanting to process what happened because that wasn't a pleasant situation for you. It was awful. Yeah, and you can't really – there's things attached to it, the way you feel about it, maybe some guilt, like you could have done something else, which is not – you don't need to go there. Like that's not true. Well, I tried. Yeah, you tried. But then you haven't really probably processed all of that yet. Oh, boy. And he's, he's still hanging around. Can you will stuff into your dreams, Don? That's heavy. Um, it's well, along along the lines of what you were talking about with uh, with what Kenny yeah. just brought up. I've had trauma in my life, mainly mm-hmm. at a really early age, with family situations, and then I lost friends at a young age. And I have often wished to see them oh, in sure. dreams, and I never have. Oh, like um, I would I would love to will that into existence. Mm, well, you need to first realize in your waking life that you have control because I don't know if you're there yet. You know what I mean? We're all, it's who's, who's that? I mean, Gandhi maybe was at that level. Like, it's not like something that's like, Oh, shame on you. I'm just saying like, 
if you want to will something to happen, do you do it when you're awake? No. Okay. Not, I mean, occasionally I yeah, think yeah. about it, but, but that's it. Do yep. more of that, and then maybe that'll happen. They're like, well, he's not ready yet okay. to see us because he's still dealing with all this stuff that he needs to process when he's awake. So kind of clear everything and then ask for it. Yeah. Will it? Write it down. Say, I want to see whomever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. Is there a reason when I have dreams, I have a mixture of people from my life, dead, alive. For instance, I'll be in my old house. Uh, my mom will be there. Mm. Uh, who's, who's passed? My mom's passed away. She's dead. Uh, and uh, then I'll have Rook walk in. You know, <laughs> well, a, a he's, a, he's also kind of dead inside, isn't he? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and, I'm and then I'll have a friend from college walk in. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'd never admit this to my wife, but an old girlfriend might walk in. It's, yeah. You know, it, it's just yeah. a mixture of, of. Oh, it's okay. They're all parts of you. Like they're yeah. all parts. And, and you have. It sounds like since you dream about a lot of people that you realize that your personality is complex and um, there are all kinds of parts of John. You know, you are a Mm. bunch of different people inside, you know, and that's true about all of us, but you are able, you're artistic. And so I would see that is, you know, do you also dream about like houses and going into rooms that you can't like, there's all these doors and I don't know where they go. I don't. And I always dream about, always either the house I grew up in or my grandma's house, which was across the alley. And I stayed there a lot. Uh-huh. All, not all my dreams. I'd say 75% of my dreams wow. happen in those two houses. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Or, or near them in the yards. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think about how you felt about growing up. It probably was a pleasant experience. So you're always Mostly. trying to get yourself. It was or Mostly. no? Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. I had, there were some issues. Yeah. So Kenny knows about those issues. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. But overall, Some drinking in the family. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So that's that can cause sort of um, you sort of don't grow whenever that happens. I also had yeah. that in my house. So it's like arrested development where you don't get to progress in your life because everything you don't know it, no. but it sort of just stops every growth. Um, but you still want to go back to a place where things are less complicated. And that's how you like to process things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Question for you, Don. You from time to time, you know, with your paranormal stuff, you'll, I don't know how to classify this or what to call it, but so just out of ignorance, I'll call them visions or notions where a name or a face or a description of somebody comes to you while you're awake mm-hmm. and you'll file it away and then a day later um it'll come out like the one i remember is you had a, a vision of a name or a person and then two days later you were at a paranormal investigation and it turns out that the pe- person you were thinking about was the person involved yeah a, a ghost maybe or a spirit in this paranormal. Um, yeah. I saw visions of this person and he told me his name. And I'm, while, you I knew, were, while you were awake. Yeah. What are you doing at the time when Put, this occurs? I'm in the garage putting on my shoes. Really? It's all, usually always in the garage. <laughs> really? I don't know why, but that's where it started. And so... um the first one I got was a guy named Percival, and he was in a brown. It was like eighteen, 
it's 1870s or something type of garb, brown suit, brown uh, hat, big mustache, tall, thin, and I just got the name Percival. And he was just looking at me, and then I went to a psychic fair that weekend, and I did a psychic reading. Like, I went to someone else for a psychic reading, and I said, so this happened to me. I saw this guy, and this is what he looked like, and this was his name, and the psychic pushed away from the her chair and said, what? And I'm like, what? And she goes, that is my great uncle who I share the same birth date with, and I'm writing a book about him. Wow. And his name oh, is Percival, and he looks just like that. God. Here's a picture. And she showed me a picture of him, and she's like, I feel like you should give me a reading right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, she just was like, wow, uh-huh. So so that was the first thing that happened. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, he wants to validate to you that he likes that you're doing that and, and thinking of him and writing about him. And I don't know why I got that message. I don't know. And it was important to her. She started crying. Oh, my word. Because she just was, I think, feeling like, should I be doing this? Should I spend my time on this? Why am I so interested in this guy? So he came to me in a – he came to me – because he knew that I was going to go see her. Because I already had her name. Somebody recommended her to me. There were two people I was supposed to see that day, Christy and Gail. And so I knew I was going to choose to see them. So this spirit found me somehow and said, oh, you're going to talk to Christy? Well, tell Christy this. Show Christy this. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of. I love how layered this is. Because what you just wow. said is exactly what I was just thinking how did this person know two days before you even talked to Christy Christy that this would happen? So that to me is, wow, that's I that's guess impressive. that I have an open channel. I think that I'm just broadcasting all the time out there going, I'm open. You can show yourself to me. And then the problem is, is that I'll see people and I don't know who they're attached to. Or I know that there's somebody in the, um, a guy named Jeremy who died in the... Uh, Marriott in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, and I know what floor he's on, and I see him in his hotel room. He doesn't know why he's died, and he's looking, trying to look at newspapers and his laptop because it's a recent gonna, death or within the last 10 years. How are you going to resolve that? I don't know. I feel like, should I go over there? And I mean, I don't know exactly what room. I think it's 304, but. Well, you've got to figure out a way to... I tried to look up records and stuff, and there was yeah. somebody that passed away, I just don't know his name, in that hotel like 10 years ago. And it was like a businessman, but I don't know anything else about it. Hmm. I don't know his name. I don't. I mean, I mean, his name to me is Jeremy. That's all I know. <laughs> What's like, going on here? I don't know. I don't <laughs> no, know. I, I, I can, mean, but the frustrating uh, thing about this is that I would actually like to not necessarily make money on this, but I would like to help people. I would like to be able to do readings for people, have them come up to me and then connect. I can't make this happen. Right. I can't on command make this happen. Right. So it's a kind of a useless party trick <laughs> or, or just like I, I have been able to connect some people, but then there are like lingering people like a woman named Yuki who is Asian and she has this specific haircut and she played the flute. And the flute turns into a spoon, and she's shaking and can't feed herself with it. So it's like she's telling me she died of Parkinson's disease or something, and she's wearing a blue traditional, um, like, Japanese dress, and it has stars and moons on it. 
So I'm supposed so, to find that relative of that person sometime in my life and tell them that. What if? What the hell? <laughs> I would just so tell if anybody Jeremy. out there listening. Yeah, tell Jeremy to contact Yuki and yeah, get out of that say. hotel room, Jeremy. What if? <sighs> what if these are actual instead of aliens being aliens and we assign them physical or human attributes what if all of this is 100 percent real and there's a whole different plane of existence going on and these aren't ghosts they're actually we call them ghosts because we don't know what else to call them you know yeah. am i making any sense you here? are I, so yeah. my partner on the show Bradley Trainer, he doesn't believe in ghosts. He believes in time travelers. Okay. Okay, so he thinks all of these things are actually time travelers, either uh, from I, the I'm past. O- I'm open to that, yeah. Or, um, and it's something that happens after they die. They're a- able to time travel. Yeah. Or maybe people from the future, they're just alive and can do it. But he just feels like there's another dimension, which I do too. There is, and there are other so- dimensions that's... Would this be something separate from aliens and UFOs? Because I don't know. Now, I was going to segue into this long, boring conversation about UFOs. Right, we promised UFOs, and now we're talking about dreams. The, and the government calls them what un- unidentified aerial f- phenomenon, and mm-hmm. they've got them on tape and all of that. Do you suppose that's something entirely different and existing on its own from mm-hmm. what we're talking about? No, I don't think it is. I think that they intermingle um, because a lot of times when you have um, a haunting, yeah. hauntings in an area, you also have a lot of UFO activity yeah. and mm. visitors and stuff. Oh, Actually, oh, really? there's a case we're working on right now yeah. in um, Forest Lake yeah. where... This dude is his house is haunted, severely haunted. It's oh, scary. God. It's awful. It's yeah. not good. There's a shadow person that comes up to him that has like a square head and has gotten in his face and is like breathing in his face. And oh. then he opens his eyes and it's there and it backed up and then backed floated out of the room. Oh. It terrifies his kids. They don't even stay there anymore. He's going to sell the house. But he also has unbelievable, amazing UFO footage that isn't something he just grabbed off the Internet to trick us. You can see his backyard. It's him filming. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you see this in your backyard? And this guy isn't somebody. You don't get the feeling that he would fake any of this. And he's so freaked out in his life. He's, like, really getting into conspiracies. <laughs> I just feel for him because it's consuming him. But it is all connect. Like I feel like it's all connected. You know, mm. there's like the East Eddy Ranch where um, there's a place where you can go and and see all kinds of like UFOs, like almost on command in this. In I think it's really? Utah. Yeah, this guy has a James Gilliland. I think is his name. Anyway, he has like this ranch you can go to, and and they. You know, they've tried to disprove it many times and nobody can figure it out, but that kind of come up over the hill in the distance and he can communicate like flashlights at them and they flash back. They've gone up there to like debunk it, like is somebody up there with the flashlight or whatever, but it's a bunch of different objects that will go up in the sky. They'll fly off. I mean, and then things come out of the woods, like interdimensional type of weird creatures. So So, so (laughs) if all of this is going on, what the hell is the government doing being involved in this? 
<laughs> and doing stuff. I've got all, I've got a hundred pages of Everything research. is about war. Everything is about well having it, control of things so that we can I, I be finally, more efficient in war. It, it, at about nine o'clock this morning, I, I finally got to the point of going, what, what the hell is the purpose of NASA? When was it started and why and what, what the hell are they doing? Why were they so obsessed with sending people to the moon? Why do we have this ridiculous space station? What's going on? And all if all of this paranormal activity is somehow linked to that, why is the government involved? These are the last people we want involved, isn't it? Yeah, well, as far as UFO activity, they want to take it and reverse engineer all that stuff. That's the thought. Do you think they have? Yeah. Do you think the but space not station? to a level of like where, where it's usable? No, I think that they've developed some things, but we're not going to know about it. Think the space station, the International Space Station, has anything to do with alien life forms or unidentified aerial phenomenon, as they call it, or is it just legit? Is the space station what it is for research and development and to see? What are your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh! I mean, it could just be that that you know they are doing all that stuff as a cover up, but they're actually out there the communicating only thing and monitoring. About that, Kenny, to me would be because it's Russia and the U.S. together, and like Dawn said, everything is because you know everybody wants to get an upper hand on the other country. Yeah, that's how right. NASA started. I mean, that's how yeah. all of it was a space yep. race. They exactly. were like, the Russians are going to do it first. No, we have to do it. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know that Russia and the U.S. would cooperate on an ISS enough to actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of those countries would want to have the upper hand, I think. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I wonder what's going there. on with that, because what's going on with Russia right now, like how are they able to work on missions that are supposed to be tandem? Yeah, because for a while it was okay. Like we right. were okay with Russia, yeah. so right. maybe not, but, they, you know. Well, they, when this all first started in Ukraine, they threatened to take to go away from the ISS and would not cooperate. But then their space agency said about two months in, no, we're we're fine. We'll we'll still work do, with the US on this. Do we okay. want people like and I don't I don't want to get political here, but do we want people like Trump and Biden and Putin and all these other zealots around the world? I, I guess I shouldn't have used that word. Um, leaders close, around close the world. <laughs> um, we, I don't. don't want, we don't want those knuckleheads in charge or even knowing anything about alien life forms, do we? Well, they know more than we do, that's for sure. So that's it would take, well, I mean, the work that Tom DeLong is doing um, with, yeah. I forgot what his, um, the name of his organization is, with all those ex- Ex-government and I, military people I, from different countries. I, yeah, I've got it up right now. And you're referring to this show that I stumbled on a few weeks ago on the History Channel and that re-airs, um, the programs re-air on the Vice Channel called Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation. And one of the guys involved is a guy named Chris Mellon. And he was a pretty big deal in the government, the mm. Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence during Clinton and the George W. Bush administration. He worked as an, on national security issues on Capitol Hill, including many years on the state intelligence, excuse me, the Senate Intelligence Committee. Um, another guy, Steve Justice, wow, this guy, I don't know if I trust this guy, 
one of the most respected aviation experts in the U.S. and uh, the former director of advanced systems development at Lockheed Martin's mm. mysterious Skunk Works. My this... uncle worked at Skunk Works, P.S. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he first was a, um, uh, oh gosh, Coast Guard captain. He had a, sh- a ship. And then he went into skunk works. I mean, we have like shirts that say my mom's brother. We have like merch (laughs) that he gave us. These guys know way too much or or they knew they know more than the rest of us. And uh, they know so much that they will not reveal it. And on this show, this Steve Justice guy will not. I mean, every other question you ask him, he won't reveal. Be, because there's something there, you know, about the technology. This yeah. is like, I'm not making any sense here. This is like no, talking talking to my my uncle who was a uh, a green beret with some very high levels. Yeah, you clearance. just don't talk about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, we knew he worked at Skunk Works for Skunk Works, and that it wasn't um, it wasn't an organization that people knew about or right i mean this is back when i was a kid my mom has boxer shorts that she still wears to this day as shorts and say skunk works on them (laughs) the other guy involved is a guy named lou elizondo he was a former director of the advanced aerospace threat identification program uh, a secretive pentagon unit that studied ufos and, and he's got a vast history on top secret stuff and then the other guy you mentioned um and i i have to admit i don't know anything about him uh, but he gave up a pretty darn good career playing rock music uh, in order to pursue this. A guy named Tom DeLong, and you guys are familiar with Blink-182. I, I mean, I've sure. heard of them. I can't name a, one of their songs. Uh, but he turned away from that to study UFOs. And this is a, a legitimate group of guys. This isn't like the alien programs I watch with the nut jobs uh, on the other uh, history <laughs> mm-hmm. show. I mean, they are the ones, this group that you're talking about, they're the yeah. ones that had the military footage. Yes. And they basically yep. forced the government to have to release all that, yeah. all that naval footage and yeah. Air Force footage that we saw last year. It's because of them. So they're really pushing the envelope here. So I wonder, the, the the link I'm having problems making is the link between these spirits or apparitions or ghosts or whatever they are and the actual footage that we've seen with what looks like vehicles or, mm-hmm. or balls or orbs or, or mm-hmm. something. Why are those? I'm having a hard time linking those two. You know what I mean? Yeah. If a spirit can travel anywhere and go anywhere and do anything, why are they in my b- bathroom? You know, what, yeah, why? Like, why are on, they in? Man. What are these vehicles, or what are we oh, seeing? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know how it's connected. I honestly don't. I, I, I mean, it kind of challenges all of your beliefs. Like it, it challenges it really even like um, religious beliefs. Yeah. For well, sure. I know very, I know very, very religious people who watch like ancient aliens, and they then they go, "Yep, That's that explains true. it." I mean, that, it is, yeah, everything. I mean, was Jesus an alien? Right. I'm not opposed to that idea. Why no. can't he also be the son of God and an alien? Right, <laughs> because maybe God is an alien. Right, we've, we've talked about this before, but back when I was schlepping Christian radio, the pastor guy that I worked with, his thought was that sure, like ghosts and you know. I guess demons exist, but yeah. no ghost that you see is there with good intentions. 
Sometimes they're even masking as other people. So, like, if I saw a ghost that was my mother, he would tell me that's not your mother. That's somebody else with oh, intentions that's trying. That's a horror movie is what yeah. that is. Yeah. It really is. You yeah. I don't know dog? about that. No, I don't believe that. I think that that's um, religious paranoia. Yeah. Honestly, it could be. I never know. Yeah. Like, when you talk, not to be mean, I don't know how to make sense of it. Yeah. When he would talk, I don't know how to make sense of it. I'm just taking it in and trying to process yeah. it. Oh, for sure. Is, I mean, nobody really knows. Here I am saying, no, I don't think that's what, but nobody knows. And if they claim to know for sure, yeah, they then don't. they don't. Yeah. And you shouldn't trust them. What if all of this... <laughs> don't trust me, people. <laughs> what if... <laughs> Everything you've heard the first 50 yeah. minutes, yeah. don't trust it. What if all of this was proven true? Um, unidentified aerial phenomenon, UFOs, um, aliens. What would happen to the world if this was proven to be fact and everybody knew that so-called aliens were living among us? What do you think would happen to uh, the world and the economies and everything else? Well, do you I think mean, it would fall apart? Well, first of all, um, Taylor Swift, who is an alien, would <laughs> finally take control of Ticketmaster and be able to sell her own tickets because I think she's a Nordic alien. <laughs> Which is a group of aliens that live among us. There's like, I I love that. But she's super charismatic. She's blonde and tall. It's like she's totally an alien. What is her mission here? I don't know. What do they want to do? It seems like it's just making money. Um. Well, maybe it's to influence people and distract them. Well, the other Nordics are doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say Nordic, I mean they look like Nordic people. There's yeah. a thought, really. I did not make that up. There's a whole, like, there's the reptilian aliens that yeah. live among us. There's the... Taylor's here to distract us while all the other aliens masking as foreign leaders are just doing whatever they want to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Well, well we drained. finally got to UFOs. I, I've got nothing left in me. Yeah. Well, it seems like a good place to leave it, huh? Yeah. I think oh, so. Oh, one more question. My yeah. sister wanted me to ask you as Minnesotans. Yeah. When I say you're all from Minnesota originally, right? Yes. Uh, well, no. John's yeah. from Nordak. Close enough. Don't. Oh, well, close enough. Yeah. Um, if I say winner, winner, what's next? Chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. Chicken dinner. Okay, so you know that as Minnesotans. There's a woman I know who lives in France now. Her name is Tony, and she's lived there I, for years. I, yeah, I remember Tony. Yeah. Okay, so Tony and my sister are like best friends now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my sister like went to France to visit her and everything, and she yes. So, um, so she was talking to Tony today, and Tony was like. My sister said, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And she goes, what is that? And she's like, you don't know what that is? And Tony's originally from Minnesota. She's like, I've never heard that in my life. And she said, Tony, you've been in France for too long. Everybody knows that. So then we're trying to make sure Tony knows that she just forgot it because she's been in France for too long. We just wanted to make sure it wasn't a Southern thing because I'm from Southwest Missouri. No, I don't think I don't know where it originated, but I've been hearing it for at least 10 years. Okay, so everybody get on, uh, talk to Ross about it on Twitter, the Krabby Coffee Shop, and make a comment and say, I know, to say what state you're from, and if you know winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, maybe the I'll, origins, yeah. Maybe I'll tweet it from the Garage Logic account and just maybe do a poll. You know, oh what? Fini- finish yeah. the sentence, winner, winner, you know, we'll come up with something. Okay, yeah, good. You know. Don't use the GL heading, use our heading. Yeah, why would you use them? Yeah. Use well, then you'll have, you'll have to tweet it because I don't have the credentials. 
Well, here's okay. the deal. Oh, with, I don't either. Here's the deal with you and Twitter. Um, you've gone from, well, now you're both. You're both muted and blocked. Great. On my, tw- on my Twitter account after that picture last night. He tweeted a picture of him and his cat, Don. Oh, I got to see oh, it. How no. cute. Yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's it. We've we've broken up, Ross. Do, oh do we think there's a market for me on OnlyFans where I'm fully clothed? <laughs> but, yes. I'm, but I'm just like petting my cat or doing, you know, yes. normal people things. Because I'm yes. looking for some extra income, but I don't actually very, really want to work for the extra income. Oh, I see. Very, very creepy, Ross. I think the show is over. I, I, <laughs> well, I think we've come definitely. to the conclusion right. here. Call it Kitty Stroke. <laughs> That's you are a sick oh boy, I had to say something gross, didn't I? Somebody did at least reply and say, "Is the cat at least naked?" <laughs> Great. Thank you, Dawn. Uh, that was good. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. I'm always Cindy's older sister or Marsha's younger sister. I'm always in the middle. And being in the middle is like being invisible. (laughs) (laughs) DK Mags on Old 8 New Brighton, a full-service gun shop with a wide selection of everything you need, firearms related. And if you've got a specific firearm you've been hunting for, special, uh, special orders, no problem. They'd be more than happy to assist you in tracking down and purchasing the firearm accessory you want. A good source for that is just start on the website, dkmags.com. And anything that happens at DK Mags also happens at Monticello Pawn and Gun, plus gunsmithing services at both of them to keep those firearms in perfect working order. The website, dkmags.com. But keep in mind, what's in the store isn't on the website. You're going to have to stop in and see them. They're on Old 8 in New Brighton, Monticello Pawn and Gun, just south of 94 in Monticello, and on the web, dkmags.com.